0: Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real life issues. To learn more, visit conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. My name is Maureen Y. Smith, and I have been so excited and happy to be starting this new beginning with you as we have been sharing these past couple of days. If you are just now listening, please go to the podcast and there you will be able to review the past couple of days that we have been discussing, which has been on communication and how important it is to build relationships. We also have been talking about the importance of talking and listening, and also just to be able to agree to disagree so today we are actually going to talk about what god says about communication and also the importance of it which is actually displayed in the book conquering the seeds of destruction as the biblical approach section this is the section on what god actually has said about a specific topic so in dealing with communication it was god's voice that started all of creation on this earth He said it in John 1, 1, where he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We have to first accept the fact that God's voice is the most powerful voice on the face of this earth. It was God's word, his voice that created life, and it was his word that became flesh We also see that in the beginning of Genesis, especially if you look at Genesis chapter one, verse three, and it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light in Genesis one, verse six, it says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And we continue to see that, especially in chapter one of Genesis, of all the things that God said and he created. Everything was created on this earth. And every time God said it, it came into existence. So God has given each of us specific instructions on how to do things. And he also gives us the freedom to choose. Now we have to decide if we will follow his commandments, or if we will do things outside of his will and become disobedient. Now, God wants us to know him and to experience him and to have an encounter with him, just like Paul did on his way to Damascus. We have to make sure that we are willing to build a close and personal relationship with him He wants us to understand who he is, and we want to know his character by reading the Bible. So as we really think about this close and personal relationship, think about that as you really start this new beginning with him. We're not going to just do things as we've always done it, but that we're really making a conscious effort to have more of an intimate relationship with him. Now, just as I said that God's voice is the most powerful voice on the earth. We also recognize that man has some power too on the earth and their voice or man's voice has become the building blocks sometimes of life and death, especially when we communicate to others. When you think about how you speak words, especially positive words, it's those positive words that build people up they encourage them, they embrace them, they show love to one another. And so people find ways to be motivated by the positive words that they see. It gives them that hope to really try something again or to continue to not allow themselves to be down in the dumps. Now, of course, on the flip side, when we speak negative words, Those are the times where we tear people down with our words. And people can really leave a conversation feeling hurt. They can feel attacked. They can feel condemned. And that's not what God expects of us because he wants us to be able to not only love him with our soul, with our heart, with our mind, with our strength, but we also need to be able to love others as well. Now, James 3, 8 says, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. So think about this small little thing that is a part of our body that can build up and tear down at the same time. That is truly amazing that it can actually do both, but it can. And so as we move forward I want you to start thinking about whose voice will rule in your life so as we are starting this new beginning this month and you're going to continue to keep hearing me say that because I want to reiterate that to you whose voice will you allow to rule in your life and I hope and pray that it will be God's voice God's voice needs to reign in our lives since we do have the power of the Holy Spirit if we have connected to God. Now, I do understand that when people reach a level of abundance, they don't really feel that people can tell them anything. And that also includes God as well, unfortunately. Sometimes people feel that when they have gotten to a point where they've gotten the money that they've wanted, or maybe they've had the lifestyle that they've wanted, or maybe they just feel like they have arrived, they have gotten to the level that they have been wanting to achieve. Now, I will definitely say everyone should have goals and dreams and be able to reach that level of success that you want to reach. I'm just asking that you make sure that in the midst of your journey, that you are constantly connecting in with God, because God has a specific purpose for you to do for him. You were created to be used as a vessel so that you can do his will while you're here on this earth. So just try to make sure that you are being guided by the voice of God so that you won't waste time on this earth while you're here. Now, of course, if you have repented of your sins and believe that Jesus's blood was shed, he died and he resurrected, then you believe that Jesus is your savior. Now, once you have accepted him as your savior, the one question that you have to ask yourself now is, is Jesus the Lord over your life? Does he reign in your life? Do you seek him daily to help you make decisions on what your next step should be in your life? That's something that each of us has to ask ourselves daily. Does Jesus reign as Lord over our life in everything that we do? Now, let me share a scripture with you to kind of help you in these questions. Luke 9, 23 says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. That's what happened when Jesus called each of the disciples. They each were called, and regardless of what they were doing, even if they were fishing like Simon, Peter, and Andrew, Jesus said, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's what we have to be conscious of, that when we have accepted Christ as our Savior, we belong to him. We were bought with a price now. So everything that we do should be aligned under the word of God. Now, let me also add, it's a journey. It's a step-by-step process. God constantly prepares us each and every day, but we have to continue to be able to seek him. Now, by making him Lord over your life, you are also saying that you trust him to guide you in all the things that you will do on this earth. And let me add, I also have to make sure that you are reassured that you're not going to be able to accomplish everything immediately. Success does come over time. God also searches your heart and wants you to see that you are making that effort to seek him, to build a close and personal relationship with him. In Jeremiah seventeen ten, it says, I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. And that itself is a beautiful thing, because I know so many thoughts sometimes go in our heads, and sometimes there's a lot of selfish thoughts that go into our heads, unfortunately. Praise God that he does search our heart, that he really does try to understand us, and that we are really making the right choices to please him we represent him now. When we take on the title of being a Christian, we are trying to make sure that we represent him in a way that's pleasing to his sight, that our character looks like his character, that we really are created in the image of God and that we represent him in a way that's pleasing to him. So that's something that we have to be conscious of. And now I'm going to move forward into talking about a person in the Bible. And so the person that I'm going to talk about today is Adam and the commandment he gave to him, especially in the conversation that he had with him. But before I actually share that actual commandment, one of the things that I do want to share is a different scripture, which is Genesis 2 and 9 that says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, this is a scripture that we will definitely reference quite a bit. So make sure you stay embraced with that particular scripture. Now, the commandment that was given to Adam and only Adam, because at that time, the woman hadn't been created yet. And so that comes from Genesis 2 verses 16 through 17, which says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Of course, in the following verses in Genesis 2, 18, and then in verses 21 and 22, that's when you actually see the Lord God that had created the helpmeet, the woman at that point. So it was very clear that God was very specific on what Adam could and could not do. Now, Adam had the ability to name every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and every living creature. He was to be able to keep the garden of Eden. He had a great relationship with God as well as the woman. And there was peace in the Garden of Eden. There was harmony. There was relationship between the Lord God, Adam, and the woman. They were inseparable. And the Lord God was the center of their relationship. When you think about that, it says that everything was just great. And the only restriction that Adam had was that they couldn't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They could eat from every tree in the garden, even from the tree of life that was in the midst of the garden, as Genesis 2, 9 said. And so Adam and the woman had everything and their relationship with the Lord God was great and they didn't need anything else. So what about you? Have you experienced a relationship where everything is great and it also includes God? God is the center of your relationship, and it continues to remain peaceful, and that you constantly communicate with God on a consistent basis? I hope you do. But if not, if you're in that stage of growing, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up on that. That's okay. Tomorrow, we are going to see now how the enemy plants a seed into us. And so what we're going to be talking about on Thursday is our first seeds that we're going to deal with, which is the seeds of miscommunication and misinterpretation. So please come join me as we continue to see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we conquer the seeds of destruction. Bye-bye.